0: Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support, and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout out on a future episode. NFT Thought Leaders is bringing together the brightest minds in the NFT and blockchain space to foster growth, business advancement, and industry thought leadership. With five super conferences in 2022, a robust Discord, tremendous global ambassador program, upcoming NFT drop, and educational media content, NFT Thought Leaders is the go-to global resource for NFTs, the metaverse, social tokens, and the blockchain. Visit us at nftthoughtleaders.com to find out more details. Glozalink is a blockchain technology company developing PlayOne NFT, an artist-focused and fan-driven music NFT ecosystem and the first NFT player app. They offer artists and fans the ability to collect, sell, trade, and discover exclusive music NFTs on their encrypted network. Learn more at www.playonenft.com and www.glozal.com. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive into how NFTs will transform the metaverse, DeFi, and social tokens. I'm Justin Shankro, the king of alpha. I keep saying it, John, and I think it's starting to feel good. Like, I feel like I'm actually fitting into it. I don't know. I'm probably just making this up as I go. Anyway, I was a child actor, as you know. I went to Stanford. Now I'm an NFT entrepreneur. I'm here with my best buddy, my co-host, John Kraske. He was an executive in the design space in New York City, and now he's running an NFT company. And I can guarantee you this, he's in the trenches every day, learning, growing, and seeking alpha. John, what's happening today in the NFT space? What is
1: going on, Justin? What is this, like our 10th podcast of the day?
0: 10th? I thought it was (laughs) eleventh.
1: Out of control, actually. We literally are doing like two a day at this point. It's Tuesday, right? Is that I think, that so. Right?
0: I think okay. so. You know, the, the day's blend. I'll be at Eat Denver in a couple of days. You're going to the NBA All-Star Game. And then, yeah. you know, we'll be in Miami in a couple of weeks for NFT Miami. I mean, there's so much coming down the pike, a lot of fun stuff. And we're going to get into all of that soon. All right. Today's guest is Laura Jaramillo, lead product designer at Upshot and Product ops and advising friends with benefits. You may not know both of them yet, but by the end of this podcast, you will know both of them. We're really excited to have Laura on. She's a product designer and a project coordinator with the ability to create, manage, and launch products. She was also recently featured in Dwell Magazine 24 Emerging Designers. Woohoo! Welcome to NFT Heat, Laura. <laughs>
2: Thanks for having me. Wow, the, the dwell was a deep cut. I was like back in my furniture design day.
0: Love it. Nice. We, we, nice. Bring, all, we bring all the good stuff back. All right, Laura, here's how we start. We get right into a five-question lightning round to provide alpha to our listeners. John, what is the first question for Laura? What is your favorite Discord?
2: <laughs> my favorite Discord? I mean, definitely the FWB Discord.
0: FWB the- stands for Friends with Benefits. For it those has- of us not in the know... <laughs> but everybody will be by the end of this episode. All right, cool Laura, and why should people care about NFTs and web3? You can
2: like build these like beautiful and complicated interactions into things that like aren't gated by any one community or any one platform. Suddenly, financialization is back in the hands of the artist or the real estate agent or whoever the heck is using this technology. I'm advising this other company called Medallion that's using web three to like tokenize fan communities. Like it's not that any fan is like paying a thousand dollars for an NFT. Like they claim a free NFT, but then they have access to like this like rich fruitful world of content that artists want to share with their biggest fans and haven't been able to before. So, I mean, truly that like applications are endless. I think we're just seeing the beginning of like more interesting use cases and yeah, sure. Like, to make a lot of money. And work. <laughs> Dude.
0: Love we it. love that. We love it. Question
1: three, Laura. Is it too late for people to invest in NFTs?
2: Oh my God. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's totally not too late. In fact, some alpha is I would highly recommend that people check out any project run or created by women. I happen to know that there was going to be potentially a floor sweep of all collections run and created by women. So not financial advice, but go support the women in the space and you might be rewarded.
0: (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I love Alpha. You're talking about every female NFT project, Boss Beauties, Women and Weapons, World of Women. I mean, there's a lot of them out there now. Some big whale is going to come in and sweep the floor of every female PFP project?
2: Like, if they validate that their leadership is also women because that's that's a big thing right in the space is that they make these like women projects based on women empowering women and it's like a bunch of dudes with like one female artist which is not okay especially if like if the project's doing well at a certain point you got to switch out leadership <laughs> so it matches the mission so yeah every or at least the ones that are easily accessible and searchable which is probably what most of this audience would be finding anyway they will be Swept, can't say by who, can't say why,
0: but- When, 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 Laura, when will this happen?
2: <laughs> Let's say you have you have a little less than a month.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Let's go, all right, I love it, that's alpha. Question number four, <laughs> that's some serious alpha. Favorite NFT project? Favorite NFT
2: project, all right. Okay, I've got two, I'm cheating. For community purposes, I think cutting is my favorite their whole mission was being the easiest NFT project for like a newcomer into the space. A lot of their ethos and mission is around education. Once you're in that discord, it's like a lot of people helping each other out and teaching each other how to navigate the space. So as far as that goes, community NFTs, like Crypto Kevin's by far my favorite. And then in terms of like the NFT art itself, I'm like obsessed with this project that didn't have much traction, but it's called OG crystals, mostly because of the, they like built in this incredible mechanic where every time you resell an OG crystal, it has like I don't know if it's AI or some sort of algorithm, but it like grows another like piece of the crystal and you don't know what it's going to look like, you don't know what you're going to get, but it's just like such a beautiful use of smart contracts. <laughs> oh, and of course, this, there's a collection dropping today the Riot Girls NFT drop that I made the pixel art for. So, gotta say, I love that one too.
0: <laughs> awesome congrats very cool wow Thank you. that
1: was a lot of alpha justin loves his alpha that <laughs> final question laura what do you say to people who say nfts are just jpegs
2: oh my god i mean i point to every nft that's not i talk about like different use cases that you could have for nfts like one of the big ones that i'm trying to say loud enough in some crowded space for someone to build this company is like using nft tech for college textbooks like the reason why they're so expensive is because they have to front load the price to make up for the secondary that they're not getting. If suddenly every college textbook was an NFT, they could write secondary market share into that smart contract and be updating that metadata constantly. So every student has like the most up-to-date version of their college textbooks, only had to pay once, and they can resell it as much as they want. No one's going to care. And it's cheaper. Like, Like, that's crazy <laughs> and only possible with Web3. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Well, who's that big publisher that does all the college textbooks? I mean, there's a huge one, right? What is it? Yeah, like Scholastic, I don't know. Okay, Scholastic, if you're listening to this, contact Laura, she will help you figure out the strategy and the launch and you'll make billions and you'll help students globally. I love that idea. All right, Laura, that was an amazing heat and alpha. That was actually the first time we've heard really, really serious alpha that I absolutely adore. Thank you for bringing the heat. (laughs) Amazing gold stars, five out of five, diamond score, diamond handed. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into some more questions now to get a little bit deeper into your background. First off, can you tell us how you got involved in the NFT and Web3 space?
2: Oh, my God. That's such a fun question. I was actually recruited by Upshot. I mean, their creative director was this extremely talented graphic designer that I actually TA'd when I was at RISD. She reached out. She was part of like a five-person team at that point, was given the option to expand the team. I was like, well, I remember my TA. She's a product designer now, I think. Bring her on board. And I had had a little bit of exposure to Web3 prior. I think back in 2016, I did some freelance work for like a Bitcoin educational like onboarding company. Did all their branding and logo design. And they, of course, paid me in Bitcoin. And then like a year later... I got my wallet hacked and lost all of that Bitcoin. Oh. Would have been a lot. Would have been a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I had that offer. And thinking back to like my experience at the space, I was like, oh shit, like anyone needs to be in the space right now. It is product designers, it is people that understand the tech, that can translate the tech and make it safe. So yeah, that was all of a year ago.
1: <laughs> so Laura, can you tell us what Upshot does and what's their game plan for 2022?
2: Totally. Totally. Yeah. So Upshot basically has found a way to decentralize the appraisal system for NFTs. So in its earliest rendition, they were using this thing called peer prediction to figure out appraisals for NFTs. And that's like this very complicated form of like mechanical design. Would recommend looking into that. It's new, but that also required a huge quantity of people. And that's not something we had at the time. So we pivoted a little into machine learning. So now we have machine learning algorithms that accurately predict the price or at least the appraisal price of NFTs in the marketplace. So as you can imagine, or maybe you can't, but (laughs) that opens the door for this like incredible intersection between NFTs and DeFi, because now you have accurate price prediction, you can peg things, you can like, I mean... You can also use it as a market predictor. Buy when it's undervalued. But yeah, I think Upshot's main thing is we're coming out with an analytics app this year, so you'll have all that data accessible to you, as well as potentially a swap app where you'll be able to sell your NFTs for the appraised price.
0: Ooh, Hopefully. I like yeah. it. I like I know, it. I know. I know. Yeah. Instant liquidity. <laughs> That's great. That is. We need that in the space. For sure. So let's chat a little bit about FWB, or for those of you who don't know, Friends with Benefits, a social club in the space that is amazing. Laura, can you tell our listeners what it's like and how you got involved and how you're involved? Totally. So I got
2: involved, I think like four or five months ago now, maybe a little more. I was at a networking event for DeFi crypto, crypto summer or whatever. And there was this really cool looking lady at the event, like one of the only other women at the event, her name's Alex Hoven. She runs strategic partnerships at Rally. I approached her and I was like, dude, we've got a very similar vibe. <laughs> and the next day she said, you should join FWB. My friend Trevor started it. It's very cool. It's only 300 bucks to join at the time. It's like, yeah, why not? And once I entered, it was like, I mean, it very much just looked like a server, a server with a bunch of channel names that looked cute and quirky, like NFT general and food, and parenting. <laughs> I was like, what's going on in here? But then I found product and product design. And I started speaking up. I was like, "Like, oh, this is my jam. This is where I can get involved. And I mean, I was just approached by Alex Sang at one point. He was like, I think you look like someone who's like a total operations nerd, just like me. You're a great you know, member of the community. Let's have you contributing. So I was part of the founding member of the product team at FWB as an active contributor. The product team, basically our goal is to create products, experiences, tools that aid the community, benefit the community, and then eventually white label so that anyone in the space can use these tools for their own communities. Let's see, background on FWB. It is a, I like to say it's like the intersection of culture and crypto and also a fantastic onboarding tool for anyone joining the space. It's mainly a bunch of like incredible musicians, artists, creatives, product designers, investors, all in the same space, all with this like shared love and interest for what's happening in here, but beyond just what's happening in crypto. So, yeah, it's amorphous. It's it's whatever you want it to be. You can like spin up a team. I think there's a few people starting like a coffee subscription in FWB. There's an events committee that throws like the hottest events at every... NFT like every crypto event, also every cultural event. There's an NFT subdao. I don't know. It's like a city. I'd say FVB is like a city.
0: <laughs> Amazing. So it was three hundred dollars when you joined. How much is it now?
2: I think it's like three k, maybe. Okay. Jake, All right. For the global. For the
0: global. Yeah. <laughs> for global. All right. Love it. That's cool. Awesome,
1: Laura. You were recently featured in Dwell as one of their top emerging artists. First off, congrats. Thanks. So. How do you see being a furniture designer impacting your career in NFTs? Do you see furniture NFTs in your future?
2: I mean, so I was actually trained initially as a charcoal artist, like a fine artist. And I was part of the dual degree program at Brown and RISD. And I had this crazy professor who told me that you should never go to college to learn what you think you already know. So I found the opposite of what I thought I knew, which was furniture and jumped in head first. And it was potentially the best education in design thinking that I could have gotten, period. Because they train everything from concept to planning to actually executing and building these things with your hands. And I think that in and of itself, that knowledge is what's made my experience of Web3 and product design for Web3 so successful. Because I'm thinking of every single step of the journey so thoroughly UX with furniture is very similar to UX with, you know, digital, because you have to plan for what people are expecting. You have to plan for what people are familiar with. And if you want to make them do something new, you've got to guide them through it softly. You can't just expect them to know what to do by approaching like a chair with no seat, right? (laughs) So that's how that came about. I was also at the same time a gen sex and urban studies major at Brown University. So a lot of my furniture is actually more like art pieces they're a little more like you find them in a gallery you might not find them in a home one of my chairs the first time I sat on it had its first period so (laughs) it was (laughs) it was forever labeled a woman thing even though for all intents and purposes it was just a well-constructed chair so a lot of my work has to do with that and I think in the future sure like I could be the first web3 furniture designer but mostly it's just I have so much work to do to make the space accessible and usable and not scary. And I feel like once I get it to a place where I wouldn't be afraid to like have my mother engage with Web3, then I can start my like fun, fine art NFT artist career, potentially.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for educating and creating education for all of us because we need more onboarding and you guys are doing it. So I appreciate that. Laura, what do you think of the current state of female and diversity representation in the NFT and Web3 space? And what can more of us do to help onboard more underrepresented voices in the space?
2: So it definitely needs help. It needs work. I think the reason why it is so homogenous right now is also the reason why we can so easily change that. And it's because the space is very much word of mouth. It's like you have a buddy, they bring you in, you're in, you're an OG. I was literally you know, recruited by someone that I TA'd in college. And now I'm a big name in the space for no good reason. Right. If every man in the space just onboarded like two of their like female non-binary, like POC friends, then the entire space (laughs) would revolutionize. you know, It's it's like, instead of like calling your white male friend to like take on this, like COO position at your upstart like company, like, call your best girlfriend from high school. Like, I don't know, like it is that easy right now. And we should be taking advantage of that. I think projects like CryptoCoven are doing a great job on like the non-person to person onboarding, like having more projects like that meet the public. We've got to work on our SEO in the space so that people can actually look up things like women in Web3 and find things that matter or NFT and find things that matter. Right now, it's like you go on Twitter. And you follow a few people and (laughs) best.
1: Love it. Love it. So Laura, what is your advice to an emerging designer looking to enter the NFT and web three space for the first time?
2: I think right now, the best thing you can do is work on your community and following, like make sure that you have like people that are looking forward to whatever it is you're about to drop. And whether that means like, helping your web two audience onboard into web three, like teaching them how to set up a wallet, teaching them like what these marketplaces are. If you're concerned about like the environmental impact, like teaching them how to work on like environmentally friendly chains. And then once you feel like you have like a nice solid following and backing in the space, ready to support whatever it is you're about to do, drop, (laughs) drop something. And that first drop is like a great litmus test for whether or not you have like garnered enough support like have enough people in the community backing you i think if you can have most of your audience be these like web 2 people that you've onboarded into web 3 you have a more sustainable life cycle in the space i think a lot of the success that we're seeing from artists right now is that they're huge name artists so every web 3 whale in the space like wants a piece of that pie but are they actually big fans do they actually care will they actually buy your next collection like maybe not but if your super fans or like the people that have been supporting your work understand that this is the best way to support you as a creator, and you can really drive that home, like then then you have now now we're talking right like now we have a sustainable model in Web three.
0: Awesome, super cool. Web two to Web three. Onboard your friends, onboard your community, and they'll support you. Hopefully, that's very cool. So you attended RISD, Rhode Island School of Design considered probably harder to get into than Harvard. You must've been an exceptional <laughs> artist, a young artist getting in, it clearly shows what dwell. Can you tell us what it was like to attend RISD? You mentioned a little bit earlier in terms of furniture design, but what were the classes like? How did your day look? And then how has it helped you in the NFT space? You also touched loosely on this, but we'd love to go a little bit deeper.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I was juggling three degrees at the same time in two different institutions and still manage to have a socialized sleep and eat. And I think that was potentially like the best training for what this industry has become is like, I'm juggling like two or three different projects that I'm contributing to or supporting because I love it. And because that's how I was trained to think and operate. Is it the healthiest thing? Probably not, but I can do it <laughs> thanks to Brown and RISD. RISD classes are famously long, grueling, but incredible. Like they're six hours long. Sometimes in the winter, you don't even see the light of day, but like time passes like that because you're constantly learning, constantly soaking things up. It's like, honestly, like, I don't know whether I learned more from my peers or my professors to the point of like it being so exclusive. Like they're very intentional with their student body and it shows. And I would encourage every RISD student to just like step out of their comfort zone, take a, that sounds like it's going to suck it will not, it will not suck. (laughs) It will be an amazing learning experience. And if you are, God bless, a dual degree student, try to lean into RISD as much as you can. It's easy to get swept up in what Brown has to offer. But now that I'm in the real world, so to speak, I think some of those intangible qualities that you learn from RISD carry far, carry far. (laughs)
1: Love it, love it. By the way, Laura, your your workspace is just popping. I mean, this, this, this is like the most happening space in all of Los Angeles. I love it.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Second half It's
1: going <laughs> off. Love it. Anyways, Laura, we talk a lot about community on this podcast and how important it is in the NFT space. What are the kind of initiatives Upshot and FWB are engaging in to build community for their projects?
2: Ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, FWB is like already a community. The moment you step in, like it is innately a community. I think. The city DAO programs that they're setting up right now are very important. Like moving in that direction, they're like these little sub DAOs are spinning up in LA, London, New York, and they're basically given the keys to put on events in person and different activations, so that the people in those cities feel connected physically to what's happening online as well. As far as Upshot is concerned, I don't think Upshot is too focused on community right now, but they will be focusing a lot on thought leadership in the space, and I think. That in and of itself can create a sense of community because you have people coming together to look at what's you know coming out of Upshot, having discourse on that, but ultimately trying to be more of a foundational tool to build upon. I think maybe something to keep an eye out, which I alluded to a little earlier, is this like project called Medallion that's dropping pretty soon their whole thing is about onboarding that like web two community that you already have into web three and helping you strategize about how to set that up in a way that's sustainable and actually leverages the technology for things that you can't do in web two. So think of it as like your super decentralized fan club, but without the
0: lameness. (laughs) Amazing. Well, that'll be cool to see Laura, you brought the heat, you brought so much alpha and I love alpha. Thank you very much for your insights Great, great information about being a designer in this space, FWB. If you're not an FWB, if you have the money, get in it. It is, I'm not in it, but I definitely want to join. I've heard it's exceptional. All my friends that are in it. Totally love it. Thank you again, Laura. We really appreciate it. As you all know, stay yeah. tuned. Thank you. Next week, when another NFT thought leader pops in with more alpha, in the meantime, continue learning, growing, and collecting. We're NFT Heat. NFT Thought Leaders is bringing together the brightest minds in the NFT and blockchain space to foster growth, business advancement, and industry thought leadership. With five super conferences in 2022, a robust Discord, tremendous global ambassador program, upcoming NFT drop, and educational media content, NFT Thought Leaders is the go-to global resource for NFTs, the metaverse, social tokens, and the blockchain. Visit us at nftthoughtleaders.com to find out more details. Glozal Inc. is a blockchain technology company developing PlayOne NFT, an artist-focused and fan-driven music NFT ecosystem and the first NFT player app. They offer artists and fans the ability to collect, sell, trade, and discover exclusive music NFTs on their encrypted network. Learn more at www.playonenft.com and www.glozal.com. A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love To You off his 2019 album, Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat, and we're looking forward to seeing you next week.